Uh, very shortly, uh, we're going to be joined by Kirsty Yallop. She is a former football fern who played over 100 games uh, for New Zealand. Talking here to this match, which is three and a half hours away. And also her partner plays for the Matildas. So foot and two camps, lots of trans-Tasman flights, I'm imagining. And of course, Kirsty is um, a very storied player, played all over the world. Uh, played in Sweden, a uh, couple of clubs in Sweden. Uh, played a season in America from memory and also Melbourne Victory uh, played there as well. Um, so we're just trying to get her up at the moment. Staff, what were those, What was the name of those docos Kingy was talking about yesterday, about Will Chamberlain? I listened to it last night. It's, it was really, really good. I'm just going to quickly click on my app. It was called... Oh, by very good author, library, shows. It's the most recently added show. And I think it was about episode three, so you don't have to scroll down far to find the the Wilt Chamberlain story. Revisionist history, that's what it's called. Revisionist history is the name is the name of the podcast hosted by Malcolm Gladwell. And I think it was episode three. Sean? There you go. Uh, Stacy looks after this. Is from Sam. Uh, Stacy looks after the halves and last play options. Morgs looks after the middles. Agar looks after the edges, and they all do attack and defence. Thank you. Insight, insight, right there. And we're going to get some more insight now. Very experienced. Um, not long finished playing for New Zealand. 100 caps for New Zealand. Oh, she must be excited. A week into the FIFA Women's World Cup in her country that re- she represented so ably. Kirsty Yallop joins the show. G'day, Kirsty. Hey, how are you going? Well, look, I'm going tremendous. I'm just wanted to ask you about your life in the last few days since that incredible opening to the World Cup here. Oh, it's just been awesome, eh? I mean, I'm so stoked for the girls and, and just seeing the whole nation get behind them and, and getting the historical first win in a, in a game against Norway, who's a great opponent. It was such a big upset, and, yeah, everyone's just buzzing, and it's, it's been really awesome. It must be, uh, being a tournament, uh, you get a win like that, and then you usually go home and you look forward to your next game in, in a few weeks' time or whatever it is, but being a tournament... Must be hard to balance celebration and then feet back on the ground. What do you know about the makeup of this football ferns team to enable them to celebrate and then concentrate on geez, we can get out of the group? Yeah, I mean I think it's really important to celebrate those moments and, and something like that that's so huge and so massive for the football ferns, for New Zealand, for football in New Zealand. So it's really important that they did take that time and have that moment to celebrate and enjoy that win um, and then you know the next day comes recovery and, and getting prepared for the next match Who's impressed you across the board? Obviously we're really impressed with Hannah Wilkinson's goal and their win against Norway but across the other games I'm imagining you're taking quite a few of them in Who, Who's really impressed you early stages? Yeah no I mean it's been awesome to see um, all the games and, and so much football on TV it's it's great and women's sport. I think uh, for me, I think at the moment, uh, Germany is looking really good and they had a big win, 6-0. And Pop, who I picked before the tournament to be one of the top goal scorers, I think she showed us her quality and got those couple of goals. And then, yeah, that's probably the standout for me so far. 
My most entertaining one, and I think the goal of the tournament so far was goal number three for Brazil against Panama. I know it was uh, late last night. I don't know whether you've got to watch it, but geez, the Brazilians, men's and women's team, or any any sport Brazil take part in, there's flamboyance there. Oh, yeah, that was just amazing. <laughs> Unfortunately for me, I was actually in the middle of my match report from the Italy-Argentina game while I was watching a little bit of that, but that, that third goal was amazing, and I think that just really showcased the Brazilian flair and the style and and everything that they bring to football, both men's and women's. And, yeah, it was just beautiful to see. Our co-hosts, Australia, you've got a slight little vested interest in in the Matildas. Um, 1-0 against Ireland, and apparently the press over there weren't too impressed with that opening performance. I know you've probably had a couple of phone calls to a particular member of the Matildas. How are they feeling going into round two? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I obviously have a little bit of vested interest. My <laughs> wife plays for them, but um, no, I mean, they had an amazing turnout. 75,000 full stadium there was, oh, it's just unbelievable to see that. And yeah, I think obviously they, they got the win, so they're happy with that. And that's all that really matters. The performance wasn't at its best, and um, but they're done and dusted and that's behind them. They're moving forward. I also think that's kind of a good thing to not start out too, um, too out on top because you know, you've got to build throughout the tournament and it's quite a long, long journey if, you, if you're going all the way. Yeah, and, and squad depth, uh, I, I want to go back to the football ferns. I mean, it was hard to find a player of the match. I think, I don't know who got it, probably Hannah, because she got the goal. But I was just so impressed with the complete performance right across the park. Our defenders defended well, shut out, you know, a pretty attacking and dangerous Norwegian side. But our strikers, for so long, we haven't, we, we went like five and a half games without scoring a goal. And while we got one, there were heaps of opportunities. How buoyed were you after that performance that you watched on the pitch, game one? Oh, for me, that was hands down the best performance I've seen from the football firms in the last two years. I think it was the most complete performance as a team and, uh, you know, everything just came together at the right time, which was so good to see and, and just so awesome for the team, especially doing that on home soil in that opening match in front of the entire nation. Um, but for me, I guess it is really hard to pick um, a standout because I do think all the girls really performed really well and performed their roles in the team to perfection in that game. Um, so I guess for me, it was really the strikers, the two strikers together, Wilkinson and Hand, their movement mm. and their offerings off of the ball and behind and off the front, I think was really crucial to the game plan. But also the whole team in defence, in their defensive shape, they played a 4-4-2 and everybody just understood their time and they were patient and composed in that part of the game, which really made a big difference um, in winning the ball back at the right times and at crucial times to break down the Norwegians' attack. Um, so I think Rhea Percival was really instrumental in that and controlling the team and and triggering those players when to press. Uh, I think the right-hand side, CJ Bott and India Page, Ooh. team play and a lot of aggressiveness. Sorry, did I cut out? Yeah, you cut out, but you're back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was just saying about uh, CJ Bott and India Page Riley down the right-hand right hand side for me was really strong the combination play and um, aggressiveness both in attack and defense was a real highlight and then 
you know, Stoddy's great in the centre back alongside Bowen and, and Vic and Goal really controlling the team from the back and, and her positioning was really important in the game. I've been trying to find the lineup, the starting lineup for the Football Ferns for the match uh, later this afternoon. I can't find it. I guess um, I'm not aware of when they when they name that team. Um, do you know it? And if you don't, are you expecting changes? It's <laughs> a good question. I haven't had a chance to actually look on my phone and um, see what the lineup is yet. It might not be have been announced on socials or anything, but I'm sure it will be soon. Um, for me, I think I would expect to see a similar lineup. They will be approaching this game trying to get another win or at least a draw. I'm pretty sure they'll be going for the win. But um, yes, I think they'll go with the same lineup. But I do think that we could see a couple of changes, you know, because we've still got the likes of Olivia Chance and Annalie Longo, who are two um, very experienced quality players that we need in attack and to help score goals and create goal scoring opportunities. So I do think, you know, we might get to see them tonight and, and it'll be great if we do. What do we expect from the Philippines? I mean, we won't know many of their players, but they've got, they've got players that have been through the, the American college system. Um, they got the, I'm expecting explosive, nippy, probably not the physical presence that the Norwegians possessed. Stylistically, what do we expect them to throw at us? Uh, you know, I think this will actually be a lot tougher than um, most people expect. The Philippines... Uh, Alan Stadjic is their coach and he's a long, been a long-time coach of the Australian Matildas team and in the A-League W and in the A-League men's competition as well. So he's really familiar with New Zealand and with New Zealand's players. And if there's anything I know about Alan is he is a tactical genius. So I would expect to see a very well-organised Philippines team and I'd also expect to see a very aggressive pressing from them when they are pressing and then possibly setting off a little bit at times during the game as well. So I think they'll be well organised and yeah, and they'll be um, trying to get in the faces of the, the Kiwi girls. And I'm pretty sure I saw he, he said somewhere in a media interview that he's here, it's everybody's party, not just New Zealand's party, and they're here to crash it. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. We're talking to former football fan Kirsty Yellup. Going to ask you a hard question. Well, not a hard question, but I want you to be honest with it. Before the tournament started, for the football ferns, what did success look like? And what does it look like now, now that we've got the scalp of Norway? Um, I think, yeah, success for the ferns coming into this tournament would have been getting that historical win. Mm-hmm. And um, and they've they've done and done that in the first game, which is just amazing. And so now they're in a great position to now make history again by getting out of the group stages. And they can do that tonight if they were to get three points. If they get a draw, that's still another point and puts them in a good position heading into that last game to be able to get out of the group stages. Mm, it'd be so amazing. It'd be so amazing. And the the. If, if we get, I'm going to, well, it's still enough, not a when we get out of our group. What sort of footprint does this do for our young women football players and our young women athletes, do you think? Oh, I just think this is, this is huge. It's massive. You know, women's football is the biggest sport in the world for females. And the fact that we have this tournament in New Zealand and our backyard for little girls and boys to see and to see these you know, superstar players and just doing it in our backyard is amazing. So for the legacy and for moving forwards, I hope it just inspires so many kids to get involved in the game and, 
and see that you know anything is possible and and New Zealand can make it out of the group stages and be competitive and one of the best teams in the world. Mm. You might find yourself in an awkward position. I don't know how the draws worked out, but there's a potential New Zealand Football Ferns Matildas game. Uh, family, Kiwis, wife, Australian. Gosh, do you even go and watch? Do you straddle halfway? How do you how do you cope with that? <laughs> I mean, it's a good question. It's it's tough, you know, because being a Kiwi and proud Kiwi, you you know, you always have that Aussie rivalry and you always want to beat them. But you know, when you're not competing against them, you also cheer for them because they're our neighbours. So uh, it is cool. I mean, I have to support the Matildas as well, and I love supporting them. They're a great team, and and they also have a very good chance at doing well in this tournament. So. I'm definitely cheering for them, but I'm also cheering for my football fans and I really want them to get out of the group stages and, and go as far as they can. Uh, I think the, the draw doesn't work out that they, they shouldn't clash <laughs> until very later in the tournament, so that makes it a little bit easier. It does. Hey, Kirsty, uh, thanks for joining us today. And it's funny, you know, all of the former football ferns and scribes and organisers and everyone we've talked to about this FIFA Women's World Cup, while it's just radio, I can hear the smiles. Uh, you're loving it. It's it's an amazing thing to host here in New Zealand and Australia. And I think the good that comes out of this tournament is going to endure for a long, long time. Not just for the youth and how it's how they're being inspired, but us adults just so proud of our football ferns and the women athletes that we're getting to witness. It's such a cool time. Uh, yeah, it's just, it is. It truly is amazing. And it's just massive for women's sport in New Zealand and, and around the world. Kirstie, I appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Cheers. Thanks for having me. There she is, 100 cap football fern. Kirsty Yallop checking the score. Columbia nil, Korea nil, 20 minutes to go. Um, football ferns against the Philippines. And it was interesting just talking about the pedigree of the Philippines. They went down 2-0 in their first game to Switzerland, their, their opening group game, just going backwards. Uh, gosh. Philippines, 2-0, yeah, Switzerland beat them 2-0. If we can get past this, get past this, we'd only need a draw, may not even need a draw in our last game against Switzerland, but get past this, don't look too far ahead. Very, very good coach that the Philippines has. As as Kirsty mentioned, um, Alex uh, Stajic, um, he said uh, Switzerland... Switzerland had players from Arsenal, Barcelona, PSG, um, and the Philippine side had four or five starting players that don't even have a club, and they haven't played for a club for over a year. So these players in this Philippines national side that haven't played football for a club for a year, that was their first game in a long time. So they're going to improve rapidly. Rapidly. All right, uh, we're just going past 20 past two. We'll come back after a short break.